Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm just fucking peachy. Oh my gosh. That's uh, so lovely to hear. <laughs> Welcome to funny, Three Funny Ladies. Three Funny Ladies. I'm here That's, with Susan okay. Jacobs. <laughs> this is going. So I'll see you at 2.30. Um, that's Joe Bailey. Time. <laughs> I'm just going to get back. Okay, you go. Oh, oh. What? Oh. How are you? What's happening? What's going on? Um, the mouse has moved to the pantry. I repeat, the mouse has moved to the pantry. A, you got to get a cat. I'll bring you one of mine. Oh God! Not one of yours. I know nobody although, wants one of ours. Although I guess if it's if I'm just getting a cat for a job, I guess your cats would be perfect. <laughs> they don't want to interact with me. I don't want to interact with them. Just get the mouse. Get out of my house. <laughs> uh, is it? If there's a service where you could rent out cats just to get mice. Uh, probably it's 2024, so probably. Probably. Um, is the mouse eating things? not that we have seen so i was sitting here was it yesterday or the day before i was sitting in the office and lily uh came screaming in here and i knew what she was screaming about because it sounded exactly like my screaming when i saw the critter and i was like you saw him didn't you she's like yeah he's in now i don't think you've ever laid eyes on my pantry but there we have like a rolling uh, like one of those things they used in waitress, like the rolling baker's rack uh-huh, type uh-huh. thing. So we have that in there and that's how we store everything. And we have little baskets. And so he, she went to go get uh, chips because my child lives on snack foods, <laughs> chips and popcorn. Yeah. Um, and he was in there. <laughs> so she was like, Wah! so everything was closed and we've inspected stuff and we don't, we don't, um, see that anything's been eaten but for someone so tiny he makes a lot of noise have you thought about getting a trap or something along those lines well i uh, we have thought yeah so you've met my family and (laughs) now we're talking about the discussion is on the table of if we because i said yesterday i was like you know what all i want to do is catch him and put him outside to which Lily said, oh, we can't put him outside. It's freezing out there. He'll die. I was like, it's a circle of life. He's a mouse. He can go outside. He'll adapt. So now, uh, if we catch him, apparently the plan is try to domesticate him. Oh, no. No, that's not what's going to happen. But I don't know. I just feel like with how... So Pete sleepwalks, and then we're both clumsy as hell. I think a trap would only trap one of us. And not the actual mouse. So you're just going to live with it. I mean, listen, I still have dreams that like he'll slowly walk out and we'll lock eyes and I'll be able to be like, hey, buddy, get into my hand. And he'll gain trust in me instantly and just crawl into my hand. And then I can just show him the out of doors. That is the dream. Um, Not realistic. I know. <laughs> um. But yeah, I haven't really given much thought. Now, listen, if this were some sort of bug, oh, it would have been dead already. It it would have been eviscerated. It would have been found and eviscerated. But the mouse, I'm just kind of like, just don't ruin anything and we're okay. Are you afraid it's going to like crawl up you when you're sleeping at night? 
looking into your face? I mean, I don't like that you <laughs> get out. I don't like that you brought it up. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, I am. Uh, I, I mean, listen at the at the end of the day, the bottom line. Any other metaphors or cliches I could throw in there? I don't know what to do, so I guess I'm just kind of winging it here. All right. Ooh, well, you're a, you're a better person than I. I mean, I wouldn't want to kill it. Huh? I wouldn't want to kill it, but I just couldn't. Uh, yeah, for some reason, it doesn't give me the heebie-jeebies. Now, listen, if it was good. a rat, that would be obviously. I mean, we would have moved out of the house already. Um, but he's a cute little fuzzy thing, and yeah, I, I like I do. You're, I don't want him running across my face. Then I would have probably a stroke and a heart attack. Um. But for how much we've all screamed, I think at this point he's more traumatized by this living situation than we are. So not going to worry about it. Yeah, I just don't. I've actually, I got to be honest with you. People are going to think I'm fucking crazy. God damn it. I actually a couple times last night was like, I'm so glad he's in here because it is really cold outside. It's just so cold. And I'm just happy that we can provide him a warm environment so that's what i'm dealing with um yeah 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 i've got problems no, anyway <laughs> i wouldn't say that what when i was living in new york i went to see the big lebowski at the cinema and before the movie started i saw a mouse run down the aisle uh-huh. and so i had to get up and get my money back because my thought was just sitting in the dark and feeling it like climb up my pant leg or what have i will you. say that that has been an issue like anytime i hear something that's like maybe not exactly what you should be hearing in a house or anytime I feel anything, I'm like, it's here. That being said, I'm still not scared of it. It's more, I'm scared of being startled. That's exactly that what it sense. is. I was just talking to someone who I work with who also has a mouse in her house. This was just a couple of days ago. This and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but I told like when in our, in our old house, I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning, one morning, and I heard the cats going crazy downstairs. Mm-hmm. So I went downstairs and they're both trained at, at the time we had a DVD shelf, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And so I was like, what are you doing? You're keeping us up. Stop it. I'm like, there's nothing in here. So I started pulling DVDs out and then a mouse like hops out of the DVD thing. And then I screamed like a fifties housewife and hopped up on the <laughs> coffee table holding up the hem of my skirt going oh and it's the same thing i'm not scared of a mouse but it's just i hate being startled like yeah i just don't like i honestly my dream would be for it to like walk in slowly and like you know eye me i'm here yeah like hi hi can we talk and we could have a civil (laughs) like civil cut like hey we've got pete i don't know what he he if there's any time you need shredded cheese, we have it. Like, guaranteed. <laughs> like, I think we have four bags of it in the fridge right now. And that's not an exaggeration. I don't know what it is. He always thinks we're running out of cheese. <laughs> anyway. So, like, I'd be like, hey, buddy, you can live in this bag all you want. Like, I am. We are cool. As long as you don't give me diseases or chew up my shit. We're all right. Like, I just, I just don't. I live it sounds so stupid, but I live in fear of being startled. Yeah. I totally understand that. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, that's all. He doesn't the thought like I heard I don't even really think about him, honestly. If it were a bug, I would there was once a bug in in our uh mailbox when we lived in the old place. And like living there? Yeah, lived in the mailbox. Um and it looked like one of those things from the mummy. Uh one of those it looked like a scarab beetle. I have oh. since realized what it was named, but I can't remember what it was. And I opened the box and I went in to get the mail and I saw it. And for weeks I would lay in the bed, which was at the opposite side of the house, <laughs> indoors from this bug that was in our mailbox. And I would just lay there terrified. And Pete's like, what do you think it's gonna do? What do you what do you what do you think it's gonna do? I was like, it's plotting my murder. Clearly it wants me dead. It's going to kill me. <laughs> and he's like that's not, no, it's not. That's not a thing. So I have a very different relationship with uh, bugs. Did Pete kill that thing? I think it just died of boredom because at one point he went in and he's like, it's dead. And I was like, oh. that's great. Please still dispose of it. And here's the thing. He was happy with its presence either. It's, it's not like he was, you know, reaching in and grabbing it and throwing it away. He just didn't lay in fear in our bedroom. So, yeah, I think it just kind of, and you know what? In all honesty, it could have been dead the whole time. Oh, boy. But I was like, how did it get in this mailbox? If it has the tenacity to do that, then it's capable of anything. (laughs) Now, if that ran across my face, I would simply pass away. Um, so the mouse, I would be scared and irritated and kind of wigged out because maybe it's dirty, but other than that, I'd be like, God, just don't do that again, dude. But the bug, no, I I would simply pass away. <laughs> that's how it's that's how it's going here. <laughs> all right, all right. Are you anything exciting? Um I don't think so. I mean it's a whopping eight degrees today. Finally, um, we got the snow, and it's it, it snowed, and I, I said to Pete, all right, now that I've seen it, it can go away until next winter. We finally got through new winter into regular winter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I think I haven't done anything. Um, do you work tomorrow? That. I do not. Do you? Neither do I. I'm, vi- I'm simply peachy about it oh yes so pleased yeah so um yeah it's just been um not much happening nothing going on about the rent i am uh we're almost through the seventh season of potomac oh okay Um, so we're almost up to the present day and uh yeah i'm reading a book called mr and mrs american pie Oh. Which will soon become a limited series, which they've retitled Palm Royale. Well, that sounds stupid. Kristen Wiig and oh. Laura Dern. Oh, come on. Yeah. So that's coming. That's dropping, as the kids say, in March. So I'm very excited about that. Right. Oh. Um. So that's about all I've been uh oh i finished stasi's book that was How pretty was that? good it was pretty good once you get through all of the ter- turmoil of her vanderpump firing and all that then it was just like 
then I got married and then here's me when how I was when I was pregnant and then I had a baby and then I was like that's nice but it's like yeah, I, I I've heard other people talk about that are you reading watching anything um I'm still watching Hell's Kitchen okay um and then I've decided I'm going to rewatch in fact I don't even know that I've actually formally watched eight simple rules oh with John Ritter. All the way? You're going to watch it even after he leaves? We'll see. We'll see. You'll have um, to keep me posted. I, that is on my list to rewatch, and also Jessica Jones. Because no. Marvel like has girl. officially... Huh? What'd you say? I don't like that girl. You know? No. You know, I like her, but I can understand not liking her. I get it. She's got a vibe. Yeah, a vibe that I don't care for. <laughs> mm. Um... <laughs> Um, because Marvel just officially made all those shows canon in the MCU like universe. So, um, I'm gonna rewatch that and name eight simple rules once I'm done with Hell's Kitchen, and that's really about it. Did you watch the reunion? Yes, yes, I'm sad that they didn't get to the black eye yet. I want to know what happened with Heather's black eye. Yeah, uh, it was not, I didn't think it was great. It was just a lot of Monica mouthing off. And I said to Joe at one point, I'm like, Whitney and Meredith, they're both like, um, should we just leave? Because <laughs> we're not doing anything. Yeah, it's, yeah, now, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't exciting. But we'll see what happens with part the second part of the second what else oh do you have you watched rupaul yet no okay okay i just don't i don't care oh you're not going to okay you know no i mm, i here's my problem with rupaul's i just keep forgetting yeah it's not top of mind anymore i get so, it so maybe i'll try it today because i do like to take little breaks but like hell's kitchen is like 25 seasons so I like to take little breaks. Maybe I'll watch an episode here or there. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not excited about it. Then then don't then don't. Yeah, but I'm but I'm nosy, you know? <laughs> like I want to know the tea. If there's any tea in the future and I've missed it, well then I'll have to catch up. Yeah, that's true. If start now I won't have to catch up. And you it's know? you could totally just put it on and do other things. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I did receive my pay for directing the Rocky Horror Show. Okay. Yesterday. When did you, you directed that at Halloween, didn't you? Uh, yeah. And I started the production meetings uh, in May of 2020. You got paid yesterday. Yesterday. So that was a whole saga, but it's done. Got it? Boom. Jesus. Yeah. And so the choreographer and I, she also had not been paid. So we've been texting each other ever since the show closed. Like, what's going on? Have you? Have you? No, no. So like Tuesday of this week, she sent me a text and she's like, I just got an email saying that I'm getting paid. I'm like, oh, congratulations. 
I have not received that email. Congrats. I can't say the same thing. So take your news and get it out of my face. (laughs) And then she was like, oh. So then I did get that email on Friday. And then the money hit my account yesterday. So. good. Sure, sure. Because you know what? If I I would at least you got it at all, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. So. And was it worth the wait or is it sort of like, not only did I wait, but it doesn't make a difference? No. I mean, of course it's, it'll, it's nice to have it, you sure. know? Um, so yeah, I'm just happy that it, that I got it. Cause it, I was starting to doubt that it was ever going to really right. happen because I also, I'd never signed a contract or anything. So then I'm like, what if they put like a, you know, a buck 50 in my account and we're like, this is what we agreed to. Uh, we had a handshake <laughs> and a pinky promise, but everything was all copacetic and on the level. Fan. Fantastic. All right. And you know what? Here's something else I need to complain about. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I tend to get up very early on Saturday and Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, no, stop. You get up early every day. Well, this is true. But I make a point of getting up early on Saturday and Sunday morning. Okay. So both yesterday and today, I got up at five. And I watch my On Patrol Live program, which is three hours. You're what? On Patrol Live. I thought you said Paw Patrol Live, and I had several questions. (laughs) I just get up that early so I can watch Paw Patrol Live every weekend morning. And it's three hours long. It's the same thing every weekend. Dear God. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, continue. So this morning after that was done, I watched the 48 hours that was on last night. which was about a a couple that woke up one morning and there was gunfire and the husband got killed. And so then I'm like, Oh, okay. So I watched that. And so then like Joe was leaving to go somewhere. So I start to watch Dateline from Saturday night and it's the same goddamn story. Oh, come on now. Ugh, I hate that. And I get it. Like when it's the Idaho student murders, yeah, when it's something recent. Or, like, that gets a lot of, you sure. know, press or whatever. I mean, come on, but guys. Have some more interesting murders. This exactly, is ridiculous. Exactly, exactly. So, I just, I just really needed to get that off my sh- off my chest. So, thanks. Um, I want to look up. See, I don't have um, a way to watch live TV anymore. So, I just listen. Both of those. Blaming the babysitter. Oh, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, so they don't even do the current. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. The dateline was called something like ghosts can't talk or something like that. Well, that's an untruth right there. Oh, yeah. We just can't can't hear them. Yeah. Or sometimes you can. I saw (laughs) the Amityville horror. (laughs) Um, what else? Anything interesting? How do you feel about Mean Girls, the movie, the new movie? I mean, okay. I was like, I wonder if Joe is going to want to see this for the pot. Which I am, if that is what you are thinking, then I am, I would do it for good of the content. Take one for the team. I would take one for the team. But I'm not interested. I, yeah, when I, I've come to terms with the fact that I do not like watching musicals. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. I like being in them. I love being in them. Being in them is my favorite thing. Watching them, one of my least favorite things. 
Um, also, I'm just really tired of the recycling of movies and making them into musicals. And I just, I, oh my God, can we stop doing that? Yeah. Um, but no. So if you wanted to see it for the pod, I would. Otherwise, I have no inclination whatsoever. No, Joe was supposed to go see it on Friday night with some people. He said, so should I see it without you? And I was like, oh, um, yeah. Yep. I had to sit with it for a second. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, yeah I'm okay with not seeing it. I don't care. And, I and here's the thing, too. I liked Mean Girls. I don't like it enough to then sit through a musical rendition of it. Yeah. And I didn't like the show itself. So like so the musical stage play. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Have you watched Waitress again since it's become available? On I have not. Nor have I. I have not. But I'm, I will. God damn it. Uh, I think I have to be in a certain mood because it's going to get me in the feels. And sometimes I don't want to have those feelings. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Sometimes you don't want to feel things. Sometimes, sometimes I just don't want to feel things. <laughs> 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 um, and I think that's. I think that's it for me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, the Golden Globes. Did you watch the Golden Globes last week? That's what we were supposed to talk about. No, I they did not. Terrible. Re- well, the Joe Coy of it all. Oh, he was terrible. Terrible. I will say what something lovely that has come out of that is a bunch of TikTokers have been like, this would be my monologue if I read the Golden Globes. And they're, everyone I've seen has actually been really fucking funny. Oh, wow. And yeah. so I think that's a delightful occurrence. They're like, here's how I would have made a Taylor Swift joke. And it's very complimentary to her. And the joke is on us and not her. You know? And so I was just like, there's so many funny people out there. That's great. Um, but there's also been, you know, writers are mad because he threw them under the bus and 100%. a couple of them came forward and said, by the way, this is my first job since the strike. Wow. And then you shit on me. What a dick. So like, and maybe Joe Coy isn't that famous, but I don't know. I guess when it comes to that kind of thing and I were a comedian and that was my bread and butter. And if I know what comedy is and I got jokes that were not going to work by writers, I'd be like, can we change this up? Cause I'm not saying this. Yeah. I don't know. Even if, cause he's also saying, you know, like, Oh, I only had it for, you know, nine, I had the job for nine days or whatever before right. we went on. But then John Mulaney hosted the Oscar yes. award, the governor's award, governor, yep. which he had that job for five days and apparently killed. That's what I've heard. What What is the joke? Oh, God, he made a great Marvel joke. Oh, God. I'm going to look it up because it's actually really great. Because it was about, um, I almost said Angelica Houston. Angela Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Bassett, Angelica Houston. Just, you know, six of one. You're right. Um, it was really, it was funny. It made fun of Marvel and uplifted her. Like, that's what you want. Um, oh, oh, God. I was also looking it up, and that's why you heard that. That's uh, why you heard that music, because it started playing a video, a video. And you know what else I have to say? God bless Mel Brooks. Uh, why do you say that? I didn't because he won an an honorary Oscar that at that same ceremony. Um, oh, and he's this just, is 
the best. Here's the joke. Sorry. You have it so good. Oh, uh, yeah. Say it. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on, no, no. Uh, here's what a great actor Angela Bassett is. She got an Oscar nomination for a Marvel movie. That's like getting a Pulitzer Prize for a Reddit comment. Yeah, that's a good joke. That is a good joke. So you see, Joe Coy, it can be done in less time than you had. So And Robert Downey Jr. was in the front table and just lost his mind. He thought it was. So that's uh, great. See, that's how you joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it, bitch. You can poke fun and still uplift somebody. Because if the person's smart enough, they're already in on it. Yeah. And surely Taylor Swift is smart enough. Yeah. And Angela Bassett is obviously smart. Like, come on, just yeah. don't, you don't have to go to the low hanging fruit or the lowest common denominator or what right. have you. It's just so stupid. <clears throat> the Emmy Awards are on tomorrow night. Oh, they tomorrow? My yeah. God. Yeah, I know. It's just awards, awards, awards. Awards, awards, awards. Um, any uh, predictions? Any. No, I mean, it's, you know, seemingly Succession is going to win everything, which I don't watch that program. So. What show? I'm sorry. Succession. Oh yeah, I didn't watch it either. I don't really watch any of the drama shows, so yeah. Okay, yeah. Last of Us, I don't. I haven't watched. And oh, uh, Nick Offerman won. Yes, um, yeah. For his episode of Last of Us, which so richly deserved it. Did you watch it? I know Brady Joe did. Or no. You, no, you told me you did. The that Last of Us. Yeah. No, I've not watched any of last. Oh, Bra- okay. Yeah. Oh God, Brandy Joe watched that episode. Oh my God, it's just so. I literally watched that episode, and I have not seen any of the other episodes. So. And, and you Judith don't have Light to. won for guest actress in a comedy series. Yes. And yes. it was her first primetime Emmy award. That blew somebody else's too, who was like shocking. That that. I was so floored by that. I was like, what? Yeah, I saw that and I was like, that can't be right. It's like, did we change? Light. Yeah, did we change like timelines? Or is this a dimensional thing again? Because that doesn't seem correct. I read that and I was like, no, I mean, like, of course the boss wasn't, you know. But <laughs> it's Judith Light. I like, know. She's that so doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so I saw that. Um Oh, oh, we watched Barbie. Oh, right. As a family. Um, they both liked it. She could not be bothered with any of the men in it. She just was like, I can't. She it's, she channels my mother is what it is. I swear to God, Karen Gwine manifests in my kid anytime there's silly men around. She just, even the way she talks, she's like, oh, I just can't. I can't. This. Like she can it's so and I funny. forgot Will Ferrell, her number one. Oh right, her number nemesis one nemesis is in it. So she's like, "Oh God, <laughs> all right." This doesn't have time for the foolishness. <laughs> um, but they both loved it. Um, so I was very happy about that. That's good. Um, that's it. All that's right, all, that's all we wrote. She wrote. Shall we talk about our lady? We. Certainly shall. I totally, it's been such a long time when you said that you could do the earlier time today. I was like, shit, I have not done my homework yet. Oh. Um, <laughs> so today we are talking about the one, the only, Meryl Streep. Oh, 
let me stop you. Have you heard the rumor about her and uh, Martin Short? No. Yes, there's a rumor that they're canoodling. Oh, dear. I am currently, we're about halfway through that season of Only Murders. He, I th- I do believe that he uh, debunked it, but I was just like, oh, okay. I, can't, I can't see that. I can't see it. Yeah, me either. She would be really settling, I feel like. Oof, yeah. It's weird to see them together in the show. It, it like, I'm like, mm, mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. But she's already right. been with Steve Martin in the movie, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Mary Louise Streep was born June 22nd, 1949 in Summit, New Jersey, which makes her 74 years old. That's crazy. She'll be 75 this year. That makes no sense to me. I know. It's crazy. Her mother, Mary Wilkinson Streep, was an artist. And her father, Harry William Streep Jr., was a pharmaceutical executive. She has two younger brothers, Harry William Streep III and Dana David Streep. Both of them are actors, but clearly we see who has the career in that family. I've never heard of that. Never heard of, I mean, I've heard of her daughters before I've heard of her brothers. Yes, yes. Um, her mother, uh, to whom she has, com- no, her mother, whom she has compared in both appearance and manner to Judy Dench, Ooh. strongly encouraged her daughter and instilled confidence in her from a very young age. She says that she was a mentor because she said to me, Meryl, you're capable. You're so great. She was saying you can do whatever you put your mind to. If you're lazy, you're not going to get it done. But if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. And I believed her. She says, I remember summers when there was nothing to do in suburban New Jersey. We would say, we're bored. Uh, And my mother would say, go outside and don't come back until dinner. I remember lying on the grass and watching the clouds, smelling the wonderful smell of the grass and all those things that feed the soil. Mm. She goes on to say, when I was a little girl, my mother would give each of us special days. She would come into one of our rooms and wake us up and say, this is your day. She would then take my brothers to ball games and the Museum of Natural History, and she took me to every show there ever was. That's when I learned to love New York and to think of it as the Mecca for, for curious people. Hmm, we love it. I know, isn't that fun and so sweet? Um, although she was naturally more introverted than her mother, uh, when she later needed an injection of confidence in adulthood, she would consult her mother uh, at times for advice. Um, she was raised in New Jersey and attended Cedar Hill Elementary School. I don't know why that's important, but shout out to Cedar Hill. Um, <laughs> In her junior high debut, uh, she starred as Louise in the play The Family Upstairs. In 1963, the family moved to Bernardsville, New Jersey, uh, and uh, she was described as a gawky kid with glasses and frizzy hair. Mm. Yet, she liked to show off in front of the camera uh, in the family home movies from a young age. At age 12, she was selected to sing at a school recital 
leading to her having opera lessons. Um, despite her talent, she later remarked, I was singing something I didn't feel and understand. That was an important lesson not to do that, to find a thing that I could feel through, to feel through. She quit <laughs> after four years. Um, I, I'm assuming that means singing lessons. Mm -hmm. um, and she went on to uh, Vassar College. And that was uh, really where she got bit by the acting bug. She appeared in the play Miss Julie um, in 1969. And she started to gain attention around the campus because of that. She says, I know many people who knew they wanted to be actors all along the way. I didn't know that. I always made little plays. I had little brothers who were very compliant up to a certain age. And I could <laughs> dress them up as I liked. But I never thought it was anything worthwhile. I was in lots of school plays, but I never thought it was what I would be. I thought I would be an environmental lawyer, even up to third year in drama classes. Wow. She said ultimately it was the applause that hooked her. Oh, we know that all too well. Yeah, I mean, hello. <laughs> when I was 15, I was in The Music Man in high school. We had nice costumes and it was really fun and I loved the songs, but I was completely unprepared for when the curtain came down and we came out and everyone stood up in a day when people didn't stand up for everything. <laughs> it took a long time to think it could be a serious thing to do with your life your brain, and everything that counts. Uh, her drama professor at Vassar said, I don't think anyone ever taught Meryl acting. She really taught herself. Uh, she received her BA in drama in 1971. Then she went on to uh, receive an MFA from the Yale School of Drama, oh, a, well. a little place called Yale. <laughs> Just a little home wall. <laughs> um, she was classmates with uh, Christopher Durang, um, and was in a few of his things, uh, plays that is. Um, in the 1970s, she started living with actor John Cazale, uh, and she cared for him after his lung cancer diagnosis uh, until he died in March of 1978. She said of his death, I didn't get over it. I don't want to get over it. No matter what you do, the pain is always there in some recess of your mind, and it affects everything that happens afterwards. I think you can assimilate the pain and go on without making an obsession of it. She then married sculptor Don Gummer. Six the months. Worst last name in the it world. Is not a great name. Uh, six months after John Cazale's death, they have four children: musician Henry Wolf Gummer, and actresses Mary Willa. Mamie Gummer, Grace Gummer, and Louisa Gummer. In 1985, the family moved into a $1.8 million private estate in Connecticut and lived there until they bought a $3 million mansion in Brentwood. In 1990, they later moved back to Connecticut. And in 2023, it was reported that she and her husband had been separated for more than six years. That's so sad. It really is. Um, Meryl Streep is the godmother of Billy Lord, daughter of fellow actress and close friend Carrie Fisher. Uh, Carrie Fisher with the screenplay for Streep's film, 1990 film Postcards from the Edge. When asked if religion plays a part in her life in 2009, Meryl Streep replied, I follow no doctrine. I don't belong to a church or a temple or a synagogue or an ashram. 
In an interview in December 2008, she alluded to her lack of religious belief when she said, so I've always been really deeply interested because I think I can understand the solace that's available in the whole construct of religion, but I really don't believe in the power of prayer or things would have been avoided that have happened that are awful. So it's a horrible position as an intelligent, emotional, yearning human being to sit outside of the available comfort there. But I just can't go there. I get it. And that's what I have on Meryl Streep. All right. Well. Well, she's done one or two things, yes? She's done a few. So it's kind of like this. She's done so many things, it's almost hard to... To, to to talk about it's like where do you start where do you go from so we're gonna do this we're gonna break it down and then we'll go a little she's been in 81 movies it's a lot 81 that's more than one a year <laughs> that's what that life. is and it's more than i've ever done <laughs> it's more than i've ever seen it's more than i've ever oh no, that's no, not we've true. We've seen more than eighty-one <laughs> movies. I had to think about that for a second. Um, <clears throat> she has been nominated for an Academy Award twenty-one times. It's amazing. Seventeen times for Best Actress, four times for Supporting Actress. She's only won three times. Yeah, that's a travesty. I mean, She's... that is just like, and it's so funny because anytime you watch the oscars when she's nominated people are like oh well of course she's gonna win and she's only won three times yeah so really you have a better chance of winning against her <laughs> she just didn't hold the record for wins for a single person which is crazy no no um there is a bit boo to do oh wait hold because i had to go here's her wikipedia when you go to her Wikipedia page, it doesn't list her credits because there's so many. So there's a separate Wikipedia page. Oh, wow. For her credits. Um, her first movie was in 1977, a little ditty called Julia. Uh, an American World War II drama. Um, then she followed that up with The Deer Hunter. <laughs> In 1979, Kramer versus Kramer. In 1982, Sophie's Choice. In 1983, Silkwood. <laughs> and that's why she's being talked about on three. <laughs> um, let's go back. Um, <clears throat> oh, I opened her twice. I mean, listen, she's been in everything. She's only been on stage. She's only been in like one, two, three. No, one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. She's only been in thirteen plays. Interesting. I find that very strange. Yeah, I wonder if, like, I mean, it's just so much more work. You know what I mean? For sure, but for the instant gratification, it's much yeah, instanter. That's true. Um, there was something else. Oh, there's three pages. Then there's a third page for all her awards. Um, This is freaking crazy. Okay. She won for Best Supporting Actress. She won an Oscar for Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, she won Best Actress 
for Sophie's Choice. And she won Best Actress for The Iron Lady in 2012. So we have 1980, 1983, and then 2012. That's so crazy. That doesn't make any sense to me. She's won two BAFTAs, uh, one for the French Lieutenant's Woman and one for the Iron Lady. Oh, wow. She Good has won three Emmys. Um, <clears throat> Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or television movie for Holocaust because, oh. right? <laughs> and then in 2003 for Angels in America because, you know. <laughs> and then 2017 for Outstanding Narrator. Her five came back. I that is. And she was nominated for Big Little Lies, but she did not win. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, let's see. She is nominated for um Only Murders in the Building. Did not win. Oh, I thought. Oh, these are Golden Globes. Gotta gotta get them. Um she has been nominated because it's Meryl Streep for one, two, three, four, five, six Grammys. Oh, wow. Uh, best album for children, The Velveteen Rabbit, The Tailor of Gloucester, and The Tale of Peter Rabbit. Spoken word album for children, The One and Only Shrek. <laughs> best compilation soundtrack for visual media, uh, Mamma Mia. Oh, wow. Best spoken word album, Charlotte's Web. And best spoken word word album, Big Tree. And that is for 2024. So we'll see if she wins. She hasn't won any. She has been nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen Screen Actors Guild Awards. And she's only won two. That's crazy. She has been nominated for one Tony. Uh in 1976, best featured actor in a play. 27 wagons full of cotton. That too sounds like a barn burner, a knee slapper, <laughs> if you will. Um, so I mean, the woman has she is, I think this, I I I and I mean it's the general consensus, but I would like your uh input. I do believe she is the best actress there is. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean it's just like I, I it's cr- <sighs> I can't even imagine being friends with her or being related to her and being an actor too. And then you're like, well, what do I do with this? Yeah. Like Meryl Streep's my mom. So what the fuck do I do? I guess I'll go on a doctor show on TV. Like, I don't like what I'm like, what am I going to do? So it, I would find that very God, like how do you, because actors compare each other to people they don't know. So you can't, how do you top that? How do you top that? You just you don't. don't. You just you just, you just do don't. And then you've got the name Mamie Gummer. So why would you try? Yeah. Um. So and she has. Oh, hold on. What is this? Oh, she has the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Because why the fuck not? <clears throat> Give um, her the Nobel Prize. I mean, honestly. So yeah, that is that is those are some of her accolades. Shall we move on to what we watched? Yeah. Uh, who's first? You. Me. So this was hard. This was hard picking one. Okay. Why was it hard? Because I knew that well, there's I was, so much. Right. And I was finally going to get you to watch what you picked. 
Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But I was waiting to see if you weren't going to pick that than I was. Gotcha. And that, and vice versa. So gotcha. you picked it. So then I'm like, well, now I have to choose something, and it's oh, difficult. Oh, sorry. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. it's either this or this or this, and so I right. narrowed it down to four things, and I could not make up my mind. So then I had I numbered them, and I had Joe pick a number, and he picked, and that's what. Well, what were out. the four things? Um, it was either going to be Julie and Julia. Oh God. Okay. Um, adaptation. Um. Isn't that adaptation? Isn't that the Will Ferrell? No, that's uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, what's adaptation? adaptation? With um, Nicolas Cage and her and Chris Cooper. All right, I'll have to Google. The Orchids. <laughs> um, yeah, Google it. Google it just, just a, little a little bit. bit. Um, so, Julie and Julia... Adaptation. Um, oh, defending your life with Albert Brooks. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah. Or a Prairie Home Companion, mm-hmm. which is where we landed. That's right. And you hated this movie. I fucking hated it. I wanted to pull all of my hair. I saw it in the theater. Oh, you did. Yes. Um, and I hated it then, and I remembered that I hated it. And when you picked it, I didn't want to be like, listen, I already know that I fucking hate this movie. So, um, no, I just, I couldn't, I wanted, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate, there's nothing, but it's just, it's so, to me, it's just so self-indulgent and self-important and just like, aren't we, aren't aren't like it? No, sh- shut the fuck up. I don't care about you or your little radio show. <laughs> Apparently have feelings about this. Movie. <laughs> um you love it i do Uh, yeah a lot it was at the time my favorite film of 2006 um and i just i love it so much um why do you love it that's not a judgmental question i want to hear your point no i didn't take it as such um i love it (laughs) why Why the fuck do you love this piece of shit (laughs) Um, I love Robert Altman, first of all, first and foremost. I don't um, think I do. Huh? I don't think I do. Oh, I but get I'm not that. 100%. I totally, I, I think that's fair. Um, I just love his work and I love that this was his last film and mm. it's a film all about death. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I just love how for me, it just, I really feel like immersed in this world. I feel like I'm actually there watching all of this happen. And I think a lot of it is just like his camera work. Like you just feel like you're just eavesdropping on a lot of these conversations. Yeah. Um, I love the performances in it. I think are so good. Um, oh, listen, everyone's great. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that both of the films that we picked are such, um, prestige directors Mm -hmm. um and i love watching that work against each other not but work with each other i guess i should say um and just how different they are um i also i just loved the the community of it and um yeah i don't know i just i i loved all of it i was touched several times um, I laughed a lot of the times. <laughs> I loved like when um, I 
And of course, I love the two of them, Meryl Streep and Lily Tomlin together. I mean, just amazing. Are just so fucking good. I think Kevin Klein is so good. I mean, just everybody, I've already said it. I think Woody Harrelson and John C. Riley. Um, so I should say, if you don't know, it's this is it's a just a live performance of a Prairie Home Companion that in this theater that's set to be torn down. This is like the last one, and that's really it. Um yeah. But Virginia Madsen shows up, and she is, you find out, this is not really a spoiler, you find out that she's an angel, um, really an angel of death. Um, but when Lily Tomlin and Meryl Streep are in the dressing area, I don't really want to say room, um, and they start singing softly and tenderly, and then they just have that embrace, mm-hmm. um, just was so moving to me. I love the ending of the movie. I think it's so great when after everything's said and done mm-hmm. and they're all together again and then she, Virginia Madsen shows up and you don't really know which way it's going to go. Um, but yeah. I forgot s- Lindsay Lohan was in it and she's terrific in it. She is. Because <laughs> Joe watched it with me this morning and we were joking about, well, I'm going to throw everything away in a couple of years. So this is my right. last. My last. Well, I better uh, be good now because yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, that makes me sad because she actually was really good. She um, was, yeah. I, because I, I did watch it in the theater, and so watching it again, you know, the first shot or a very soon shot when the movie opens is fucking Woody Harrelson's feet, and I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm already done. I don't need to see his fucking feet. Like, I can we not do this right now? He irritates the ever loving fuck out of me in this movie. So does John C. Riley. I just. I d- yeah no I can't no everybody even though they annoyed me I can appreciate that they all had wonderful performances Meryl Streep Lindsay Lohan and uh, Lily Tomlin were the best uh Maya Rudolph so cute oh my god I love when Kevin Klein is talking trying to get her on the phone <laughs> hello Shh. yeah I need you to come I'm right here <laughs> who am I talking to and then she drinks the champagne or whatever. He's like, oh, that's good. And neither one of them comment on the fact that she shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> she's very she's pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. I love when he's like, you should stay away from desserts, fatty foods, and sex with men. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? You know what I'm saying? I think we can all live by those rules. Jesus Christ. Um, so she was very, like, I loved everybody in it. Like, I can appreciate that everyone was good. I just, yeah. Yeah, Altman has this way, I don't know, it just kind of reeks of self-indulgence. I just can't get into it. Okay. That's okay. So my my apologies. No, you don't need to apologize. I also love the little backstory between Meryl Streep and Garrison Keillor. And I love when, before I think it's before they go on the first time and she's getting dressed. And she keeps like, he's standing there and she keeps like looking up at him. And then she like moves her blouse a little, be a little saucier. And then after he leaves, Lily Tom's like, button up. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so good. And they're just, but the two of them are just so good. That, what struck me though, there are little things that I will say in movies like this that I find um, self indulgent. There are parts where, it's takes such talent to pull it off. Like when they're talking over each other. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they're talking to Lindsay Lohan and they're talking over each other and it's not, it, it was just so flawless. And that also happens in the movie that you picked as well. There's a few scenes mm-hmm. like that, but I love that as well. Cause it just sounds so natural. Mm-hmm. It does. And, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love the, um, like, you just don't, like, you just don't know what life has in store. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like when Tommy mm-hmm. Lee Jones shows up, and he's talking to Virginia Madsen and he's like, she's like, you know, this is for so many people in this theater, like this is their, this is what they love. And then he's mm-hmm. like, well, they'll, they'll find something else. And it's just like, that's how life is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you do things and, and then the time runs out on them and then you have to find, I just kept thinking so much about us and our move from our space into where mm-hmm. we are now. And just, it just really resonated so much with me this time around it's interesting that that's interesting because you know with the way life has been lately and stuff i think gosh you know i don't know if i'm ever going to act again i feel like i should be more upset about that and i'm just kind of like i'm living life you know what i mean and that's a weird because especially for actors and i know for most people but especially for artists and i feel like such an asshole saying artists (laughs) but we are so passionate and in love with what we do and we like fucking need it. I need that part. I need to be in that show. I need to. It's exhilarating and it's wonderful and it's lovely. And it's also so peaceful when you kind of don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel because that too. You run most of your life at such a high passionate velocity that mm-hmm. it's very restful to be like, there's only one or two things more I'd like to do in that arena. And then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. come to terms with, I'm never going to be famous. I'm never going to be on Broadway. I'm never going to do that stuff. And you know what? That's okay. Cause I love the stuff I've done. It's, and everybody's to not, everybody's going to be on Broadway. You know what? I, I'm going to say it. There are some people that do make it on Broadway who aren't half as talented as any of us. Yeah. So it's not really, it's a weird feeling to look back and go, I'm okay with all of that stuff. And if I don't do it again, I don't, I don't think that's a sad thing. Yeah, I feel the same way, and it, and and I, and I never would have thought that I would feel this way. Me either. I would have ago. thought that if I had ever thought this way, then I'd be like, "Well, I'm just going to give up because yeah. life is over. I can't believe I don't have a passion for this anymore." And it's not that I don't have a passion for it. I just, yeah, it's it's okay. Yep. Yep. And it was kind of like that yesterday because Pete is doing um the 24 hour snow day marathon to uh, they give all the proceeds to cancer uh, to different, to a scholarship for Tim Hayden and then a scholarship in Pete's mom's name. Um, and they had some people drop out because of the weather. And he's like, I need a woman to do the showdown. And then I need an opening. And I said, listen, I want to help you because it's you. And if you need help, I'll do it but that's the last thing I want to do. Like the thought of leaving my home <laughs> and going to improvise made me want to jump out the window. <laughs> I just wanted to stay at home and watch Hell's Kitchen, maybe read. Like I just didn't. And I had to sit there and think about it. Cause even with improv, there was a time where I would have been like, Oh my God, I have to do that. <laughs> or even, you know, what show are you guys doing? I need to be in that. Oh my God. I, and it's, it's, I don't have that anymore. And, and, it's actually so freeing not to be so wound up in that. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I just think that comes with age. 
Uh, yeah, and a pandemic, I think, also both together. Yeah, I mean that heightened some things that that damped down some things. Yeah, it's just like I'm good. Either I'm good. Yeah, I don't give a shit if people like me anymore. That's great. That's a great feeling. Do you have yeah. that feeling yet, or have you always had that feeling? Um, in sometimes and sometimes not, depending. I think. I mean, I feel like it probably has a lot to do with my Zoloft as well. But like <laughs> the feeling of being like, I know who loves me, even if I haven't spoken to them in months. And if they are mad at me, well, I know I didn't do anything, so I'm not going to worry about it. Like that's, it's so freeing not to care about that kind of stuff yeah, anymore. that's 100% true. Just so like, you know what? Maybe they are mad at me. They're going to fucking get over it. Yeah. And if they don't, well. They're lost. There's nothing I can do to fix it, so they can fuck off. It's not my business how they feel about me. Um, And so, yeah, that's a great feeling. Anyway, I don't know why we went down that fucking. (laughs) Um, One more thing I want to say about this, and then we can move on. Um, I loved that uh, Lily Tomlin and Meryl Streep, they were the Johnson girls, and uh, they were Yolanda and Rhonda, and their older sister was, they had four sisters total who were in this group. Yeah. So the four sisters were Wanda, Yolanda, Rhonda, and Connie. <laughs> and Connie. And I think that's, that's funny. Uh, um, but yeah, so that was my pick. I'm sorry you didn't like it. That's okay. That's I mean, okay. I'm not I, apologizing. I'm just like. No, no, no. I know. And I think you knew I probably wasn't going to like it too. I've had a feeling watching it. I said to Joe, like, after it was over, I'm like, what do you think she's going to say? And he's like, I don't think she's going to like it. <laughs> I said, I feel the same way. Listen, I'm a simple girl. Sometimes, yeah, I'm a simple girl. <laughs> but what did you pick? Well, I picked because also I couldn't believe that I had not seen this movie ever. Postcards from the Edge. And you loved it. I loved it. Good. And you love it as well. Oh, I do. I love it so much. Oh, my God. It's just... And it's funny because I thought it would be more um, dramatic, more... I don't know. I just thought it would be more. That's not a bad thing, though. I loved what it was. It was perfect. But I... I don't know. I loved it. It is um, <clears throat> Postcards from the Edges, a 1990 American comedy drama film directed by Mike Nichols. And the screenplay is by Carrie Fisher and is based on her 1987 semi auto. Get, uh, get there. Book. She wrote a book. Uh, now <laughs> on the same book. title. Huh? Her auto book. Yep. Uh, and it stars Meryl Streep, Shirley MacLaine, and Dennis Quaid. And the performances in this are just ah, here's the thing. so good. There are two performances in my world who I am completely mystified that they were not nominated for an Academy Award. One of those is Shirley MacLaine in this movie. Oh, so good. She is so fucking good. And I cannot believe she wasn't even goddamn nominated for this role. And what I loved about it is i could see both of them i could see debbie reynolds and carrie fisher do you know what i'm saying like i'm watching shirley mcclain going i can totally see debbie reynolds saying these things absolutely i can totally 100 see carrie fisher well obviously she did she talks like that she wrote it but it and i was just reminded about how funny carrie fisher was and i know how 
my favorite part, and we're skipping towards the end, but it's my favorite part, is when Shirley McLean gets in the accident and then uh, Meryl Streep goes to the hospital and her grandmother is berating Shirley McLean and then uh, and Meryl Streep sticks up for her and you just... I can't even describe it. Just the, the love, the relationship they have is fucked up, but it's not really that fucked up. It's just they're I don't know. I can't even explain it. It's just no. great. Uh, yeah, that's the one of the things I love so much about this movie is their relationship is so pure and yet so fucked up at the same time. Yes. Like you totally 100% get and know that they love each other. 100% unconditionally and there still is so much bullshit within that relationship. Right. Com- and competition yeah. and resentment um and they love each other, they root for each other mm-hmm. unequivocally. Mm-hmm. And you could totally see how in real life how they ended up totally makes sense like living next door to each other taking care of it sort of codependent yeah probably um, yeah. yeah but also and you can look at it as kind of sad but i kind of look at it as really lovely like yeah i think so too we both understand why we are the way we are um we made each other this way and then grandmother made you this way and then like it's just this generational thing and we've just accepted it and i oh, i just love the two of them and the fact that they died days apart just is a testament to how codependent they are but how much they <laughs> loved each other and just like she just couldn't live without yeah mm. yeah from here on out like my like watching this is just such a joy to be reminded of carrie fisher but it's also mm. just still so sad yeah that she's not with us any longer yeah um i so if you haven't seen postcards from the edge it's basically i mean it's basically carrie fisher's early career ish semi um she is a drug addict and her mother sends her to rehab but you find out later that the mother isn't too great either she's an alcoholic and um it's just the it's really about Meryl Streep's character getting back into acting, having been in rehab and the stuff she learned from rehab and trying to get through life, basically, essentially. Yeah. Get her shit together. Get her shit together. And I, Oh, when she gets that movie and all the different producers come up to her to give her notes, I was like, if one more man fucking comes up, and tells her how to do something. I'm going to scream. It has been one day. A day in which I have been tied to a cactus, assailed by snakes. It's been one day. No rehearsal. I was tied to a cactus. What do you want? What do you want? I want you to be relaxed. Um, I, there were, when she's listening to the director and the costume lady talk about oh, her, God. Um, when she's hiding in the rack of clothes, and the costumer says, she was so good in a night full of shoes. <laughs> I love the titles they come up with in movies, for fake movies, oh my God, are so, so hilarious great. to me. <laughs> full of shoes. I also love that we're always being reminded about the illusion of movies. 
Mm-hmm. Like when they were tied to the cactus and that guy comes through the door in the wall. And then at one point, Dennis Quaid is talking to her in front of a house and then the house just moves out of the way. There's just so many things that I love at that reading. end. Huh? There's a guy sitting on the porch reading him in the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love at the end why you, you know, she's singing and then like you just pan up to all the people, the crew just watching her. It's just, mm-hmm. I love all of those little touches. It was so nice to see Gene Hackman again. I just love Gene Hackman so much. Mm-hmm. And he was mm-hmm. so good in this and just so, he's so, so good in dear. it. He's so, he is a champion of her, but he's also doesn't take her bullshit. Like yeah. when, when he, he's so nice to her uh, after she screws up that shot he's so sweet to her. And then he sees the crew members like making innuendo, like she's doing Coke. And then when she comes out, he's like, listen, He's so mad and mean. And then he turns to the girl and he he lets her have it. If I ever see you here, giving her Coke. It's like, it's like when your dad's disappointed in you. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Very apt. It was so Um, nice to see Richard Dreyfuss and I thought he looked so handsome. Yeah. It was nice. Just all the people, Rob Reiner shows up Uh for a little bit. Uh Uh Um, Yeah. I love, of course, my favorite, line it twirled up <laughs> and he weren't wearing underwear well <laughs> and dennis oh wade's character like i love you and she's like you've known me a day like what are you talking about and then she's finally like you know what this could be fun let's do this and then finds out that he says this to all the women and when she confronts him he's like what? you're acting like we're married or something. yeah i know asshole like, you told me you loved me He's like, we don't even know each other. Because <laughs> she gets that intel from baby Annette Benning. Baby Annette Benning. Oh, baby Annette Benning. You're so cute. I also um, love at the end how Sherman McLean, after she's had the accident, and she's like, you know, have you given up drinking? Well, I don't drink as much. Now I just drink like an Irish person. <laughs> <laughs> and she says it like she's really accomplished <laughs> yeah but that scene that they were talking about it is so sweet when Meryl Streep's doing her makeup for her oh. and making sure her eyebrows are on mm-hmm. it's so sweet and Mary Wicks goddamn Mary Wicks the grandmother who's been in everything since like 1930 mm-hmm. I love her so much and her performance was great too because that scene where they're at the party her mother throws this party. Oh my God. So <laughs> unnecessary. And just, it's all about the mom. It's not even about. Yeah. Cause Meryl Streep's like, I don't want to see these people. And she's like, well, I guess I could tell them all to go, even though it took me so much time to get everybody here. It's like, no, fine. I will come like, inside. There's some guy I went to high school with. I haven't seen him in 20 years. What is he doing here? But when the grandmother's talking to her and you know, I don't know about you, but the feeling I got was like, oh, my God, I love her grandmother. They must have such a great relationship. And then the grandfather's like, all you do is and you're like, he's a dick. And then you see the flip side in the hospital where the grandmother is talking to Shirley MacLaine. You're like, oh, the grandmother's horrible. Too. Oh, she's the one that started this. And then the next time the grandpa grumbles, you're like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I'm on your side now. Um. I love her <clears throat> when uh, the husband finally speaks. What yeah. does <laughs> it speaks? speaks. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I loved I'm it. So and glad. it made me miss Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. 
I'm so glad you finally saw it and that you love it. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting because Meryl Streep was nominated for an Oscar for this. Did not win. Um, But Shirley MacLaine was nominated for a BAFTA for this and Meryl Streep was not. Isn't that strange? I don't even understand. Yeah. I don't even understand how all these awards. It's like without one, you don't have the other. Like, I just feel like they're a team in this movie. So like their performances are so built off of each other. Yeah. You know? So it's just interesting that, that, but yeah, I love it so much. I love, I love it all. So funny. It's, it's also very interesting to watch it. And the 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 skirt swirled up that scene and it's like well what did i even do to you well you gave me sleeping pills when i was little and it's like you think about that kind of stuff and you're like that's a that's abuse but also is that enough to make you a drug addict like is her being annoying enough to make you like it's and i'm not judging that i i find it fascinating the things that people can stand and get through are the same things that turn other people yeah to drugs yeah, and that's so just so true. fascinating to it me it really is yeah because in a lot of in a lot of ways there's sometimes i would i would say this maybe about carrie fisher i mean you know because we i knew her so well um a lot of times the people that are driven to drink or driven to drugs or something a lot of times they turn out better than the people who stuffed it down because they were forced to come to terms with stuff and go through the rehab and talk about what mom did and that kind of thing where other people who weren't supposedly affected by it are miserable people. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And it's like, I would just made me think of Matthew Perry when you were just talking, you know, who, because I was thinking like, Oh, well, it also probably helped that Carrie Fisher had all the resources to help her get through all of that. But then you look at Matthew Perry who also had all the resources and was seemingly never able to fuck it you know yeah couldn't get that couldn't get through the addiction uh, people are fascinating they really are all right well bye everybody. <laughs> fascinating people um so that's meryl streep greatest actress of our generation mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so good um what's in store next week So I have two people in mind. Oh, okay. And I can't. One of them we have mentioned today. Oh. And the other one will just come out of thin air. You won't even understand why I thought of her. And I can't decide. So I'm going to put the blame on you. Uh. Do you want to talk about someone we mentioned today or someone that you're going to be like, why the fuck did you pick oh, her? Oh, God. Oh, God. Let's do the one we talked about. The one we talked about? So we're going to do Annette Benning. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Plus, she's up for an Oscar. so Or not yet, but probably will be. Um, I realized that Oscars had a short list. Yeah. That, like, you, that, like, you know, was made public and so you sort of know who might be nominated i didn't realize that do you know what you're doing yet i don't okay because i just now when you said baby annette benning i went oh annette benning so no i don't but but i could be cruel i could be very (laughs) i won't i won't i won't make you watch it thank you 
was like, well, my time with Three Funny Ladies has been nice. Captain Marvel, if people are understanding <laughs> what we're talking about, she's in Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> George just gave me the most withering glance. Like, bitch, I will, I will be mad at you. You will know why, and you will care. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then we'll figure it out. All right. Fantastic. Um, well, you want to drop us an email? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three funny ladies at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Insta, Three Funny Ladies. Just do it. Just do it. Just smash do it. that like button now. <laughs> you got it. Um. Now, when are they? Oh, we don't even have. We're not even going to know Oscar nominations by. Yes, we will. No, they come out the twenty third, so it'll be the day oh, after. I keep this. Jumping a week on my calendar there. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be the next episode. Okay. Fabulous. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, lovely talking to you. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.